0: Welcome to Happiness and Inside Job. This is episode 92, The Stories We Tell Ourselves, and I'm your host, Connie Atkinson. Happiness and Inside Job is the go-to resource for Christian parents wanting to effectively communicate with teenage and young adult children using powerful life coaching skills, what if I told you your children don't need to change anything in order for you to have a fulfilling relationship with them? You can change everything about your relationship with others by merely changing the way you think about them. Imagine the power you find when you stop depending on others for change and you create the change. Suddenly, you stop being the victim and you become the hero of your life. I was on an escalator in City Creek when I realized one of the two businessmen I passed on my way down was my dear cousin. I quickly called him by name and added love you to the end of my greeting. He responded by looking very confused. We are pretty close, so his reaction or lack of one truly surprised me and disappointed me. In the moment, I decided I had either embarrassed him or we just really aren't as close as I thought we were. It has been several years since that happened, but I was honestly kind of sad about it. Recently, I was talking to his brother and the subject of the degenerative eye disease in our family came up. Then it dawned on me, my cousin is going blind. Not only is he rapidly losing his sight, but he doesn't want to talk about it openly, especially at work. So let's replay that day on the escalator with this new lens of understanding. He's at lunch with a colleague, some woman about his age, and not to brag, but pretty cute, and not his wife, greets him by name and says, love you, at the end. He cannot see me. It's completely out of context, and he doesn't recognize my voice. Now he's left to explain this strange greeting to his colleague who has no idea he's losing his sight. Wow, isn't it interesting to look at the difference between the story I made up in my head and the actual truth. The stories have so little resemblance. And we all do this. Our brains don't like gaps in our understanding. And so what we don't know for a fact, our brain fills in with a story that it creates all on its own. And it may even feel like the honest truth. About six months after my 50th birthday, I ran into a dear friend at Nordstrom Rack. We had a heart-to-heart discussion surrounded by athletic wear. She expressed how disappointed she and a couple of my other friends had been after they walked away from surprising me on my porch on my 50th birthday party and felt like I was just done being their friend. Truth is, my 50th birthday occurred right in the middle of COVID. They surprised me unannounced and had a thermos full of some herbal teas that they were ready to share with me on my front porch. I was polite and we shared some fun stories on the freezing cold porch in the middle of December. What they read in my reaction was a lack of desire on my part to be their friend anymore. The truth is that my oldest daughter had spent three hours in the ER that day, and she had arrived home just 30 minutes before my friends surprised me on my porch. While she was in the ER, she found out the baby that she had been carrying for 13 weeks was no longer a viable pregnancy and had just come in to hug her children and to finally get some dinner. It was in that moment when my friends so excitedly showed up on the door to surprise me for my birthday. They are so thoughtful and so kind, and had been as creative as they possibly could have to come up with a way to celebrate when nobody was supposed to be getting together in groups. And they were completely blind to the chaos, the disappointment, and the tears that were going on behind the door. They did nothing wrong, and neither did I. They were doing their best to be thoughtful and kind on my birthday And the story they told themselves when they left was based upon the facts that they had at the moment. How grateful I was when I had the opportunity to apologize and to tell the real story. We all do it. We interpret the world based on the information that we have. And sometimes the stories that we fixate on are just painful. They hurt and they just make us miserable. The truth is, we don't always get to know the real story, but we always have a choice over the story we choose to believe. My husband has recently spent about 80 hours and so much frustration trying to buy a car. I listened to him on the phone calling every dealer from Logan to St. George trying to find a specific car that he really wanted. My husband is funny and charismatic, and he always gives people the benefit of the doubt. Well, almost always. On this particular day, the story he was telling himself is that all salespeople are crooks, and they're taking advantage of the market and trying to financially rip him off and swindle him out of his money. I finally made David put the phone down, take a deep breath, and recompose himself. I reminded him that value is a product of supply and demand, and a car is worth exactly what somebody is willing to pay for it. I also reminded him that these salesmen are people. They have families and children, and they're trying to provide for their families the same way he's trying to provide for his. With this new focus in his head, David's car buying experience was so much more pleasant. He actually ordered a car. And with any amount of luck, we should have it in the next month. And for now, we relax and wait. We no longer have to spend every Saturday in car dealerships, feeling frustrated and upset. The truth is, we all do it. Our brains don't like gaps in our understanding, so anything we don't know, we fill in for ourselves. That makes us human. Here are just a few stories I've heard this week. My coworker is trying to get me fired. That driver is an absolute moron. My teenagers are lazy. My husband doesn't care about me. My friend's life is perfect. My boss is always unhappy with me. I'm a terrible mom because of what my kids are doing. This is my fault. In situations such as these, one of my favorite things to do is to consider what else could be true if I am giving the other person the absolute benefit of the doubt What else could be true? Is it possible your teenager had a really bad day and they just need some time to relax and unwind? Do you ever need a minute to relax and unwind? Does relaxing make a person lazy? What about that crazy driver? Have you ever had a moment when you drove kind of crazy? What caused you to do that? What could be happening in that person's life that would cause them to drive like that? Let's consider that friend whose life looks so perfect on social media. Is it really true that anybody's life is that perfect and without a trial? If there's one thing I know, it's that everybody is dealing with something. Isn't it great that you've got a positive friend who sees the glass as half full, even when she's dealing with stuff just like everyone else? And by far, the one that I hear the most is, I am a terrible parent because of this thing that my kid just did. It's my fault. It must be my fault. My friends, we are responsible for our actions. And it is never our fault what someone else does and doesn't do, even if they are our offspring, I think it's human nature when our kids do something we're excited about or proud of. We kind of want to take credit for it. And when they do something we're not so proud of, we kind of use it as evidence to beat ourselves up for falling short as parents. My friends, our actions are on us. Their actions are on them. It is no more evidence of your greatness as a parent when they do something great as it is evidence that you failed as a parent when they do something you're not so proud of. Our job is to show up and love no matter what. I love to tell my children, there is nothing you could do that will ever change how much I love you. And I believe that's exactly what determines my success as a parent, is just how much I have loved. I love the classic story of the woman who would watch her neighbor hang her laundry out to dry and was so critical that she that her clothes were never clean. Even when they were hanging on the clothesline they were filthy dirty. Until one day somebody pointed out to her that it was her own windows that were dirty. What is going on in our own head that is clouding our vision or our judgment of the world around us? I always know there's a course correction necessary on my part. When judgment is present, when I am looking at my children, my boss, my husband, the store clerk, or anyone around me with the least degree of judgment. Judgment and love cannot coexist in the same space at the same time. If I have the slightest amount of judgment towards another person, I have the opportunity to clean my own lenses, my own windows to the world, and to choose the lens of love and finding ways that I can love more, that I can make love an action verb in my life is always on me, and there's always a way I can find to love more. My friends, when you are ready to drop the judgment in your life and clean the lenses through which you view the world and to really examine the stories in your head and clean them up so you just feel happier. Please go to my website, wwwhappiness insidejobcom and hit schedule now. I'll talk to you soon.